When I think about God's goodness, I'm overwhelmed. Because God has been very, very good. Amen. 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 Alright, so this afternoon I'll be teaching on it on something I've titled Following the Lord. As the first Sunday of 2022. This is very cardinal. I want us to pay particular attention to everything that will be said. Alright? Yeah. And be responsive, Philia. <laughs> okay. Now, when we talk about following someone, we are referring to the act of walking in their footsteps. All right? We're referring to where someone is ahead of you and you're walking right behind them. Understand, right? Yes. Yeah. If you've ever driven before and then there's someone ahead of you, you can't just follow me. And then you, you decide to slow down when they're fast. You'll find yourself in another, another place, right? Yeah. So in order for you to reach where they are going because you don't know the destination, you're supposed to follow them at their pace, yes. not at yours. Yes, mm. You get that? Yes, yes. So even with God, it's the same way. You follow God at his pace, mm. not at yours. As much as God restores time to us and opportunities to us, at times a lot of people miss out because God is there, you are here. You know, because God is supposed to understand you. <laughs> you understand, right? Yes. I was encouraging someone the other time. They had lost someone very dear to them. And they were quite uh, low over the, the death of the, the, the dear person. I told them to say, look, the fact that you, you cry for two years, then stop time from passing. Time will still pass. It won't wait for you. No, now you're done mourning. Let's, let's, let's proceed. It won't. So, when it comes to even following God, your assignment won't wait for you. The things you ought to do won't wait for you. You ought to move at God's speed. At God's time. Alright? And God wants us to follow Him. And following God begins, of course, at the choice when you decide to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Accept him in your heart. But that's not the end. If that was the end, the moment you accepted Jesus would have gone to heaven. But there is a whole life here. And following the Lord is a daily decision. Because on a daily basis, you have a choice to love him or not. On a daily basis, you have a choice to obey his word or not. But when you choose to follow God... What you are saying is that, Lord, every single day of my life, I will follow you. Every single day of my life, I will love you. Are you following? Yes. Let's read the book of Mark. In today's sermon, I have avoided completely to quote from the book of Matthew. The temptation was very high. It looks like I can't preach that quoting from that book. 
Mark, I almost said Matthew just here. Mark chapter number one, verse 16. We all know this portion of scripture. Mark chapter number one, verse 16. 16 and 17. Mark chapter number one, verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, And as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you, I will make you become fishers of men. Other version says, I will make you fishers of men. That's Mark chapter number 1, verse 16 and 17. So Jesus meets these guys. All right, the Bible here is referring to Simon and Andrew. He meets them and uh, when he met these guys, they were fishing. All right? And then he tells them, say, look, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will do what? The first thing you must understand about Jesus is this. He doesn't call people who are not busy. Again, I say it again. I say it again. Yes, the Lord doesn't call people who are not busy. If you're just there being lazy, expecting the call of God to come on your life, it will never come. Any person that God used in the Bible was busy with something. God called them out. You know why? Because even ministry is hard work. There is no laziness in it. <laughs> are you following? Yes, yeah. So get busy. <laughs> Start doing something. To business, filial, school. Just get busy with something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. One of the things God taught me to teach this year is hard work. Because it's important. You can't dominate while being lazy. It's really, really not possible. You can't be a student. I work in dominion, but you're not studying. Yes, pastor. Yeah. I'll teach you on that. From the scriptures hard work very very important and we believe in it as a church yes, lord. not just sitting and say oh yes lord yes lord he expects to work hard mm-hmm. with every task you're given be that work at school expects you to work hard all right yes, lord. so here jesus is calling these guys and says look follow me and i will make you fishers of men mm-hmm. so before jesus makes you you must follow Following comes first before you are made. Alright? Before he makes you into anything, you must follow first. Now, in life, you will encounter different types of people. Even in the Bible, there are some people who are made by men. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. That one I made him. Today, he decides to go. (laughs) You hear such statements, right? Yeah. You'll be nothing without me, you. (laughs) There are people who are made by men. And for real, once someone, the moment someone just releases their hand off you, you're gone. For some. Oh, Musama, give me my money. (laughs) And now you remain without anything. There are people who are made by men. Others are made by organizations. The moment a company closes, they are gone. They have nothing to offer. But there are others who are made by God. 
For these ones, there is nothing you can do to bring them down. Even if you demote them at work, something will open up for them bigger than anything. You understand, right? There are people who are made by God. And before you are made by God, you must follow him first. You must follow. You must be willing to follow God all out. You see, when it comes to following God, you can't follow him partially. There is nothing like that. You must go all out when it comes to following God. Everything in you must follow him. Hallelujah. Yeah. And God wants to make us into everything he's intended for us to be. Yeah. God wants to make us a success in everything. God wants to make us, make us prosperous in everything. But you must follow him first. You must choose to follow Jesus every day. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. There's a song that most people sing. Um, that says, the world behind me, the cross before me. You've heard that, right? Yes. Have you? Yes. I think that's a very low level of revelation. Because he rose from the dead. For us, it's the cross behind us, Christ before us. We've moved past the cross. We're born again now. <laughs> it's Christ before us. The world is not even behind us. It doesn't exist. <laughs> you understand, right? Yeah. Let's go on and read some more portions of the scripture. So there are people who are made by men. Others are made by all these things. But God makes people. Number, this, the other thing we must, we, we must notice is this. In verse 18 of Luke, the, same, the same book, um, in, that's Mark, Mark. Mark chapter number 1 verse 18. The Bible says, They immediately left their nets and followed him. Have you seen their response? Jesus caused them. They are busy doing something. Jesus caused them. And the Bible says they immediately left their nets and followed him. They left everything. Imagine these guys, the net was what was feeding their families. Think about it. That was their business. Imagine a man, perhaps you've just heard rumors about him, that there's a guy here who does the ABCD. And then he comes to you and tells you, look, kindly leave this and I will make you. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says they left everything and followed him. Mm-hmm. When I talk about blind following here, <laughs> sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They left everything and followed him. None of the things we can pick from that. You must be willing to leave every principle of the world that contradicts the scriptures and go out in following God. You see, in this world of social media, especially where everyone seems to be wise, <laughs> I was laughing with someone the other time. Um, I think if I think the worst social media app. Let me not mention. <laughs> I'm I'm being recorded. <laughs> I am being recorded. <laughs> I have a gospel to preach. <laughs> I don't want to be banned. <laughs> I've been banned from social media before, so no. <laughs> no. There's an app where everyone posts their opinions on everything. 
<laughs> when something political happens, they are, they are political analysts. Mm. Know what I mean, right? Yes, something legal happens, oh Lord, they are Facebook lawyers. <laughs> COVID happens, they are Facebook doctors. Like, <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It baffles me, you know? <laughs> I remember when COVID, when, when COVID first hit, people started coming up with all sorts of ways of making sanitizer. No, get spirits. <laughs> was, like it was, it was crazy. Like, where are you guys getting all this information from? And you know, we're living in such a world where people say things that look as though they are the smartest of things to say. You understand, right? And we're living in the world that has got influencers. That means there are people who got influence over others. All right, whatever they post, whatever they say, others will just follow. Okay. But for us, we are choosing to follow what God is saying. When we say, look, you must leave everything, it means everything else that seems to be a contradiction to the scriptures. Everything else that seems to contradict what God has said to you. You choose to let it go. You choose not to follow it. You choose to put it aside and just follow everything God has said. If God hasn't said it, I'm not doing it. That's the mindset you need to have. If God hasn't said it, I, I'm not doing it. That means for us, we're doing what God is saying. Yes. We are following God and God alone. God is our guide. He's our guide. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. God is our guide. And let me tell you something. We are serving a God who knows the future better than you know your past. Better than you know what happened yesterday, he knows your future. So, and I've always told you in this church, God is not experimenting with us. He's not hoping. I hope she will do well tomorrow. <laughs> you see, God is not, God is not like man. Because man will set plans for their business and for everything else, right? And they'll project, oh, look, oh, I hope by this time we'll make these levels of profit. Or oh, I hope by this time, by this time I, I hope to be paid so that I, I pay all, all these bills, right? There, there are a lot of uncertainties, but God is not like that. He knows when what will happen. Don't, even, don't think the sin of Adam and Eve was a shock to God. Like he was just chilling and oh, watch him, my pants. <laughs> oh God, they, 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 they've sinned. Let me just go intervene now. <laughs> What's the next step? Now that they've sinned. <laughs> you see, God is not experimenting with us. We are not in a lab. No. That means for us, we are choosing a God who is sure, who, who knows what tomorrow holds. And you must believe, unless you believe that that's a God is your Savior, you won't follow him. You won't. It's like, let's say, if you're, if, if you're going somewhere, let's say with a friend, all right? Your friend is, is your friend, let, let's say you're the one who's driving, and you have a friend who says, oh, look, actually, you're going somewhere, let's say you, you don't know the place, but your friend knows the place. When they tell you turn left, you will turn. They've been there, you haven't. <laughs> You can say, why are we going this side? <laughs> you understand, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you choose to follow the person because, you know, the person has been there. Yes. God lives in eternity. He's in the past as much as he's in the future. So, when you choose to follow God, you are choosing to follow the person who knows the future better than you know your yesterday. He knows, the same way he knows what happened to Adam, Adam and Eve, he knows what will happen in the next 20 years. He knows it, exactly what will happen. Come on. So if these guys could leave everything and follow him, 
what have you left to follow him? There are people who've left nothing in order to follow God. They want to carry over every, every worldly habit, you know, like, you know, <laughs> God will understand. <laughs> you know, let's not spiritualize everything. I laugh when I hear that statement. If you knew how spiritual life is, <laughs> not everything is spirit. Who told you? Who told you? One time God went into the Garden of Eden after they had sinned. And then Adam says, I hit myself because I was naked. God asked him, who told you you were naked? No, the information you have about yourself, who told you? Was Adam naked? Yes. But he was, God, God made him in such a, such a way that he, he wasn't supposed to be aware. So the question is, now that you know, who told you? Who gave you this information? Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Follow God every day. You choose to follow him. Let go of all the principles. See, especially, let's say, for example, you who is in the kingdom, you who is born again. There are kingdom ways of doing everything. As much as, for example, you can attend seminars on how to improve your business, don't forget biblical principles. As much as you can, you can, you can go to uh, relationship or marriage seminars and whatnot, don't forget the biblical principles. We are guided by the word of God. The word of God is our highest authority. All right. As much as we can learn all these things, because look, yes, we, we will learn all these things from all these gurus who've gone ahead of us and, and, and all these things. But some of it is not even biblical. You understand, right? Yes. If the word of God teaches about giving, give. Because that's what God has said. Yes. All right. If the word of God teaches about prayer, then pray. Not everything is about prayer. You know, <laughs> but the Bible says praying always. Don't listen to carnal men, carnal women out there. They will teach you all sorts of things. Problem, you pray about everything. But the Bible says pray without ceasing. How the Bible says. So I'm simply doing the word of God. The problem comes in when you want to get through prayer. What you're supposed to get through work. <laughs> That's where the problem comes in. Or you want to get through work. What can you get through prayer? All right. Let's go on. So you must follow him strictly. And in order to follow him, number one, you must pay attention to his word. You must pay attention to his word. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Chapter number four. Verse 20. Proverbs chapter number four, verse 20. Imagine, let's say you, are, you have a student, all right? Look at me for now. Imagine, let's say you have a student. You're teaching someone something, okay? Maybe something that is uh, quite handy or mechanics or something that you have to use your hands and whatnot, or cooking. Maybe cooking is easiest. I think everyone here has tried to cook before. I won't say has cooked. <laughs> Others have attempted. <laughs> So something, let's say, you, 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 someone, someone wants to learn a new dish from you, a new recipe for, or something, and then you teach them, oh, kindly do this, these are the ingredients in every, then they, they choose not to follow your word. Are they serious? <laughs> no. They will get another result, right? Yes. From what they want. Yes. 
because they followed you because you know the recipe for that dish. Are you following? So it means for every person who who wants to follow God, you must follow His word. You can't you 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 can't you can't claim to follow God and not follow His word. It's just not possible. And the word of God has guided us too much for you to be lost. <laughs> no, the word of God has given us too much guidance for you to be lost. If you find yourself in a place where you are lost, or you find yourself in a place where I feel like it's just full of darkness, are you living according to his word? Are you walking according to his word? No. He says something important in Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. It says, give attention. The same way you pay attention when you're in class, I, I assume you do. All right? I really assume you do when you're in class. So the same way you pay attention when you're in class, the same way you're supposed to pay attention when you're in life to the word of God. You ought to give the word of God attention. Pay attention to what the word of God says. There are a number of things that, that people pray for. I'll give you an example. Someone will come to me and say, look, man of God, help me pray for, I want to know what, what, my, what my purpose is in life, right? I want to know what God wants me to do. Now, when you read the scriptures, there are certain things that every believer ought to do. Do you know that discovery of purpose begins when you begin to do the things that God has said first? When you begin to do the very things God has said, every other thing will be revealed to you. So, the scriptures tell us tell each believer to preach the gospel. Right? In the book of Mark. Every believer ought to preach the gospel. So, why are you coming to me asking me about your calling? I want to know if I'm called. Should, should, I, should I preach? Should I? <laughs> That's funny. Because the scriptures are clear. It shows that a number of people don't actually pay attention. You've received a particular amount of money. You go to God. Lord, what should I do with this? The Bible is clear about saying things about money. <laughs> talks about tithing. So before you even say God about what to do with it, follow what it says first. And you must pay attention to every detail. The scriptures, the scriptures are very detailed if you pay particular attention. And until you follow the scriptures to the latter, to, to, the, as in, to every detail that the Bible says, you won't enjoy the full benefits of what's in there. You must follow the word of God entirely. You can't follow God concerning money, you give yes in church because you're following concerning money. But when it comes to your relationship with someone of the opposite sex, ah, God, this one is off limits. This one, I'll use the wisdom that I've acquired. I've grown, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I can do you know, whatever I want. You understand, right? I'm a grown man. You just can't, you can't follow God in part. You must follow God entirely. It means for you, you decide to say, look, every part of my life will be governed by the word of God. My mind is governed by the word of God. My relations with others is governed by the word of God. Because the word of God says, I, I should love people, I will love them. I don't hate people naturally. I don't like how she smiles. She's too, he's too, you know. The Bible tells you to love. Even your enemies, the Bible says you should what? Yes. Not my name is I'm cutting off. <laughs> you see, <laughs> don't pick worldly principles. 
Don't listen what the word what the word is saying. Follow what God is saying. There are a number of things you won't seek for direction for if only you can open your Bible. Open it and read what it says. Open what your scriptures and, and this is why a number of people are deceived. Yeah. There are a number of people who are deceived over things that are written in the scriptures. Deceived. Someone will tell you the opposite of what the Bible says. And you'll be there listening. This sounds, yes, this sounds like. <laughs> you understand, right? Yes. But if only you open the scriptures. You see, sometimes when you open the Bible, look at it as your GPS. <laughs> you understand, right? Yes, yeah. Zambia is called Google Map. <laughs> We've all used Google Maps before, right? I hope. <laughs> well, others are too young to even own phones, so. <laughs> so when you are when you are when you are using GPS or Google Maps, you don't know where you are going, but you're looking for where to go. It will tell you turn left, turn right. You'll be following, right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes look at the word of God like that. It, it's your guide. It's what guides you. The word of God is what guides how, how, how you love others. You don't love people based on what they do for you. You understand? Eh? Yeah. No, because she always buys me sweets. She brings me lollipops when she comes to see me. So she's my best friend. No, you love according to the scriptures. You love according to what God has said. You know why? Because human beings will do things that will just... <laughs> will make their, your love for them drop to zero. Like, you just wonder. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? <laughs> you understand, right? Yeah. But you choose to follow God. Say, look, I, I will love the, the way God loves. I will love according to what the Bible says. I will give to the poor because the Bible says I should give. I will give in the house of God because the Bible says I should give. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, you choose to follow the word of God entirely, like I said. Not in part. There, are certain, there, there shouldn't be certain parts of the Bible that God doesn't touch. God can instruct you to pray, but when God instructs you to give, ah, it's a, it's a hassle, like... Like there's, there's, there's a wrestling between, in your spirit between you and God. Like when God just tells you to just give, you start reminding him, Lord, I have this bill. I have that bill. I have this. I have that. No, God should be able to lead you entirely. And the scripture should be able to guide you entirely, not just in parts. Tell your neighbor, follow the word of God entirely. Tell them again, follow the word of God entirely. Yeah. So you must follow God's word. You must follow God's word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go further. So other than the scriptures, we are also led by the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of uh, John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16. Verse 12. John chapter number 16, verse 12. 12 and 13. John chapter number 16, verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, 
I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So this is Jesus talking. Alright? He was, these were some of the last words of Jesus to the disciples. They said, look, I still have many things to tell you, but there are certain things you can't bear. You can't handle them now. You understand, right? Yes. So Jesus didn't say everything he wanted to say. That is why there are some things that you get to read in the epistles of Paul and um, the other books written by the apostles that you don't, that you don't expressly see Jesus talking about, but they actually are from the Lord. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah. And even with us, there are some things that God will guide you personally that may not affect another person. Okay? Yeah. So Jesus is not physically here in, in human form to guide us. No. Actually, uh, invest in this or do this. But then we are guided by the Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit of God. So in verse, uh, verse 13 says, However, when he, says, tell your neighbor, say he. 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 So the Holy Spirit is a person. Have you seen that, right? Yeah. It refers to us as he. Not it. I felt it. <laughs> he. You refer to him as a person. All right? Imagine someone referring to you as an it. It has come. <laughs> you know? It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, truth is the word of God. So he's simply saying the spirit of the word. Are you following? It says, the spirit of truth, when, he, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And then it says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. It says he will tell you what? Things to come. He will tell you what? Things to come. That means your future shouldn't be blank. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. It means your tomorrow shouldn't be a mystery. Your two years, two years from now, it shouldn't be a mystery. The Bible says he will tell you of things to come. It says he will guide you into all truth. Meaning we have the Holy Spirit to guide us. The believer does not live a life where you're like, like, like everyone else, where you're just hoping to, to, to make it through Friday. I hope I just make it. My heart is too heavy. I just need to make it just to... Sounds funny, but these are things that, 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 that I see believers go through. And then you wonder, do, do you sit down and just listen to this? Do you sit down and listen to the word of God? Because think about it. I gave you an illustration. Maybe let me give it here for people who, for people who, are, who are not here. I asked a question the other time. If you were living with someone in the house, in your house, where, where you come from, whether you come from Kablonga or wherever you come from really, in your house, the very house, whether it's two bedroom or three bedroom, in that house, imagine you are living with someone who knows every single thing on earth and knows your tomorrow. How, how will you interact with him? No, how if, if you are living with someone physically, the person sleeps in your house, drinks the same water from the, from, from the same fridge and eats the same food that you cook in that house. If you are living with that person in that house, how will you treat that person? Or maybe let me ask you this way. One time in the Bible, God visited a man called Abraham, right? Yes. Remember that, right? With two angels, right? If God visited you and he came for a meal, what would you ask him? <laughs> Now, what would you ask him? Lord, is she the one? <laughs> Lord, is he the one or should we wait for another? 
Now, what would you ask? What, what if you were Abraham in that moment? God has visited us. Remember, Abraham knew it was God who came. Mm. If God came and sat down in your house, in that same couch where you sleep sometimes, <laughs> or that dining table, if, if God sat there and you are sitting across him, what would you ask him? What would you tell him? 1.5 miles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh no, what, what would you ask the Lord? Now you're wondering. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is himself God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not junior God. No, let, let me clarify something. He's not junior God. He's not a, he's not a demigod. Uh, that guy from Moana, what's his name? <laughs> and the more I watch these things, the more I just don't, don't want to watch them. <laughs> I'm done. I went for for a movie once and I have forgotten that the movie, the, the cartoon I was watching. And it had all sorts of like these things that, that were there in Moana and whatnot, right? Yes. All these things. So I'm with a person who is also a believer. And I'm just there. I was just in shock. I was like, wasn't that witchcraft? Like <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> what did I just watch? <laughs> no, it's a cartoon that people love, and I just won't mention it. I was actually in shock. Wasn't that witchcraft? And I was just there apologizing. I'm sorry for making you with such movement. I loved it. I'm like, <laughs> that was witchcraft. I just literally saw people flying in there. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So if God was living in your house, what would you ask him? How would, what, what are some of the conversions you'd be having with him? Don't live as though you don't have the Holy Spirit with you. Don't live as though you don't have the person who is meant to guide you into all truth with you. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah. Don't live. And the, 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 another conversion I was having with someone, I, I, I was telling them, say, look, don't be afraid to ask God questions. You see, God, one of the, one of the, one of the most beautiful things you can have in a relationship with God is actually being open and being vulnerable before God. Don't think, no, I can't tell God this, this is not spiritual. No, listen, if you've got things on your heart, vent. <laughs> no, speak. <laughs> tell him. Yes. You understand, right? Yes. No, this is not deep. <laughs> I, I need to start with tongues first. <laughs> and then a worship session. <laughs> then when I feel a certain way now, Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. No, but with God, you can be vulnerable. You can be open. You can be free. Without all these procedures. So, the Holy Spirit is meant to guide us. In following God, the Holy Spirit will guide you. When you decide to follow God entirely, the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will guide you where to go. The Bible says He will, he will tell you of things to come. Meaning, even over your, your tomorrow, He can guide you. He can tell you, oh, don't invest here. There will be a loss here. 
He can tell, oh, here, there will be a profit here. Please invest here. Oh, please go in this course. There will be a job for you in that field. He will guide you every time. There is no person who has yielded themselves to the Holy Spirit who is, who is ever lost. No person whatsoever. Do you think God is sitting up, 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 up there and waiting for you to just reach a point where, where you don't know what to go? And then God's like, huh, no, let me just show him I'm God now. So I tell him, I tell him where, where to go next. Since now, now she's blank, you know, like. <laughs> See, God is not like that. He can tell you from the beginning. From the beginning, he can give you all the details you need. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know I'm talking to someone here. Follow what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. And I've taught here how the Holy Spirit leads us, right? Yes. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll mention a, a, a few. Number one, through dreams. The Lord can give you a dream. You've seen what? God can give you a dream. Do you know that when, 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 when the angel visited Joseph to tell him to leave, to, to, to leave the city, it was through a dream. Even, the, even when Solomon woke up as the wisest person on earth, it was in a dream when he encountered God. So don't just wake up. That, that dream was too good to be true. <laughs> like, you know, I just dream. Me, I'm a dreamer, naturally. I just dream. No, <laughs> no because you chose to give yourself dreams. <laughs> no, because look, there are a number of people you find, sometimes I'll look at someone, right? I'm interacting with them, I ask them. In their dreams, they see themselves praying a certain way. In their dreams, they see themselves owning certain things. God is communicating your life. He's showing you your life. I'm not saying every dream is from God. I will teach on dreams properly. All right? And I think I have already, right? Yeah, those of you miss church, love it. <laughs> I have. <laughs> you won't, and when God speaks, you will know. You won't have to wonder, was it God? Was it not God? God doesn't bring confusion. Mm-hmm. I gave you that there's a story of, of, of Samuel. Remember that story I, I, I told you last time, right? Where Samuel was being called by God. Samuel, Samuel, he went there once and thought it was Eli, right? Yes, Pastor. It happened three times, eh? Yes. And what did I tell you? I told you, say, look, until you respond, God will keep calling. Maybe I can tell you something. Until you respond, you, still have, you keep having that same dream you've been having. That's why some people have recurring dreams. God is calling, you're just not paying attention. When you wake up saying, I hear you, Lord, you'll see you'll never have it again. Are you following? God will give dreams for you. The Holy Spirit will come and give you a vision in your sleep. And one of the one of the reasons why sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a vision is because when you are awake, you won't listen. For some, right? They won't listen. They are too busy doing everything else. Saturday morning, instead of wanting to hear to hear the Lord, ball a bit. That's what's on your mind. Or oh, you're busy thinking about the series that's coming out on Monday. That episode. That what? Mm-hmm. Your mind is filled with all sorts of things. The Holy Spirit is ready to guide you. Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to follow? Alright? Like I said, he'll give you dreams. Number two, visions. Now, not everyone has visions. But everyone can have visions. Mm-hmm. Do you know how, how a vision looks like? It looks like a vision. <laughs> that explains it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's as deep as it gets. 
It looks like a vision. So the Holy Spirit will give you visions when you're praying. As you're walking, you grow in visions, of course. There are different types. Won't get into all those details. There are certain things I wish I could teach. But no. Maybe not now. All right? The third, impressions. He will give you impressions. There comes a point, for example, you will feel like praying. That's the Holy Spirit leading you to go and pray. Don't think your feelings want you to pray. They don't. No, they don't. No, I just feel like praying. The feeling is too strong. <laughs> I feel like giving you something. No, the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will lead you to give to other people. All right? Yeah. There are times he will place someone on your heart. I tell people this. If you cross my mind in a day, chances are I should pray for you. I don't, I don't usually think about people a lot. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, no, I spend a lot of time in prayer. So I spend a lot of time thinking about what God is saying. So if you cross my mind individually, as one person, just say I'm supposed to pray for you. <laughs> not fear someone, someone has been in your mind a lot maybe I just miss them I even go I miss you <laughs> I was thinking about you no the, the Holy Spirit will bring people to like he will bring people to your attention you will never know. Maybe you're supposed to pray, pray for them in that moment. Maybe you're supposed to be there for that person. Do you know that there are certain people, the only way they will experience the love of God is through someone else being there for them. That's the only way they experience the love of God. The only testimony they will have that God was there for them is if that sister was there for them, if that brother was there for them. That's the only testimony they will have. And there are others, you're not able to be there for them, but there is a word you can speak over them. There are prayers you can make over them. And when it happens, give God the praise. Alright? Yeah. God will give you impressions. He will impress people on your heart. And especially people, you see, you can't serve God and not have people on your heart. It's not possible. You can't even be a proper believer without having people on your heart. Have you ever heard people, for example, say thing? No, the thing I do, it's not even for people, it's for God. So Jesus came to die for who? He came to die for who? Yes. You see, God's heart is full of people. If you want to know, I want to know your heart, God. You, you find people there. You won't find deep mysteries. How to walk with angels. Bringing the streets of God on the earth. No, you will find, you will find human beings there. And so as you grow as a believer, the burden to help people becomes stronger. As you grow as a believer, the burden to pray for people becomes stronger. You intercede for people. You, when someone comes to tell you something, you, just, you don't just offload your wisdom that you've acquired on Facebook or Twitter. No, you, 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 you speak the mind of God. Why? You've been interceding. You've been interceding. You've been interceding. God should be able to trust you to pray for others. God should be able to trust you to deal with things in prayer for other people. There are some people who don't even know how to pray. 
There's some people who don't even know that they need prayer. No, there are people who don't even know they need prayer. But the Lord who knows all things will guide you. Right? Yeah, he will guide you. There are many times, for example, you guide someone, tell them, please don't, don't go in that direction. You guide someone, don't go in that direction. There is danger there. Of course, others follow. They obey. Okay, I won't go. Others are ah, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> tell them not to go, they are running there. They're not just walking, they are running in that direction. When things become sour, now they're praying to God. Lord. Lord. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will put impressions. Don't ignore the impressions of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore. And when you, when you learn to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit in the little things, you're opening up a gate for you to hear bigger things. All right? You're opening up a gate to, for you to hear bigger things. For example, the Spirit of God can guide you. Give that shoe to this person. You just feel, you just feel strong when you have to give that shoe to that person. But it's my favorite shoe. The way you even have an outfit in your head. <laughs> but when you obey in those, in, in those little, little things, you won't struggle hearing God about taking that job or not. You won't struggle hearing God about starting that business or not. You won't. The other way, the Holy Spirit guides is through His Word, the Word of God. All right? That means, for example, in, the, in this session where I'm teaching the Word of God, there are people who are already receiving direction as I'm speaking. There are people who are being guided. That's the Spirit of God leading you. That's why you need to change your attitude towards church. So this is not a social club. We don't, we don't just come here and chill because we like each other too much. We just like each other. Like, we can't do it with one another, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? No. We come to hear what God has to say. We come to listen to, this, to, what, to, to, to the word of God. We come to get guided by the spirit of God. And when you're in church, you listen attentively. You take down notes. All right? You pay particular, you write down. When you go back up, you listen again to the podcast. You, you, you go back to your notes and listen all over again to the word of God. Why? Because you know that the Spirit of God is able to guide you through his word. There are a lot of, there are a lot of times when I've needed direction from God and it's answered by just by me listening to a sermon. And I'm talking about sometimes sermons that, the sermons that I've even heard five times, six times, the seventh time I'm receiving fresh direction from God. Why? The word of God is ever fresh. It's ever fresh. It works today the same way it worked, it worked 2,000 years ago. It works the same way it works today. It will work the next 2,000 years if the Lord tarries. It doesn't change. And so you must be consistent in hearing the word of God. Praise God. Yeah. For example, the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith, right? Impossible. And how does faith come? Hearing. Hearing what? Hearing. Meaning the very thing that's supposed to make you please God. <laughs> you are receiving it here. And you decide to stay away. Lord, I want to please you. <laughs> how? <laughs> no, how? Because you, you, you please him by faith. And faith only comes by the word of God. 
Faith then comes by motivational talks. You feel motivated. Like a lot of people work by motivation. They won't do something if they're not motivated. But for us, we, our response is to what God is saying. Our response is to the word of God. We follow God because God has said we should follow him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise yeah. So listen to the, to the leadings of the spirit all the time. The promptings of the spirit. When he leads you to give. As, especially, see, the, the, I always give this example. Because I think every person has experienced it before. Especially, for example, giving. You're in church. You have two notes, a 20 quarter and a 5 quarter. You want to give a 5 quarter as offering. But you feel like you're supposed to do the 20 quarter. But my other heart was telling me. <laughs> How many have been there before? In a meeting? You know, if you want to give like a smaller note, but you just feel like, maybe I should. Is that like a debate as, as the offering basket is approaching you? <laughs> Follow. Obey. Even in those moments, obey. But I have plans for this. I have plans. This is my lunch for tomorrow. <laughs> no, obey. Follow the Lord. Every leading of the Spirit, follow. All right? Yes, follow God. Follow. I will insist on this because I know, especially this week, you, you'll be led by the Spirit of God a lot. Yes, you will. All right? This year, you'll be led by the Spirit of God a lot. You must obey. You must obey. You must, every leading of the Spirit, you must obey. There should be no, no point when you're not obeying the leading of the Spirit. You must obey. If the Spirit of God tells you, do this, do it. Yes. Are you following? Yes, Pastor. Yeah. Let's go on. The other way in which you follow God, and of course, um, is through praying and fasting. So the Spirit of God will lead you to fast and pray. The Spirit of God will lead you into fast and pray. I remember I was asking someone a question a time back. Because you know how believers are interesting, right? Because a number of people, a number of believers actually hear from God, right? So there are some people who you encounter. Sadly, some are even in ministry, you know? Someone is serving God a certain way, but they are, they are living in sin. Understand, right? Understand? Yes. Yeah, they're living in sin. They're doing all these drinkings, fornicating and everything. Sometimes I ask a question. So, God is calling into ministry, but he's just calling out of sin. <laughs> no, think about it. <laughs> God is talking to you about doing big things for the kingdom, but he's not talking to you about quitting that alcohol. Mm -hmm. Ah, you're not hearing God. Mm -hmm. Ah, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. Because God is more concerned about your salvation more than anything else. And he wants you preserved. He wants you to live well. He wants you to live for him. All right? Mm -hmm. So the Spirit of God will lead you to fast. Jesus was led to fast by the Spirit of God when you read the book of Luke chapter number 4 verse 1. He was led by the Spirit of God to fast in the wilderness. So the Spirit of God will lead you to fast. The reason, the reason why I'm insisting on fasting is, is because the reason why I'm, I'm insisting to pick on fasting here and prayer, of course, I'll, I'll teach a bit about prayer, is because fasting is a sacrifice. Right? It's a sacrifice. It's something that a lot of people struggle with. So when you read Acts chapter number 13 verse 2, 
the Bible says, Acts chapter number 13, verse 2, the Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said to them. All right? So, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, they were ministering to God and fasting. Now, when we talk about fasting, maybe let me, let, let me, talk, let me touch a bit about fasting. Fasting is not just staying away from food from midnight to 18 or 6 to, or six, or six, to 6 and then just saying like a thank you prayer at 18, then eat. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. By the time you think it's 12, 12 hours, you're just there looking at the time. <laughs> not praying, not studying the scriptures, that's counting down. Got in the new year, that's counting down. <laughs> no, you must take time to fast and pray. All right? It's very important. It's important for your spiritual discipline. Any believer who does not fast is indisciplined. No, it, it takes a lot of indiscipline to not fast. A lot of it. Not fear, no, no. A lot of indiscipline to not fast. You must engage in fast. He will lead you to fast. Now, I've always explained this, and I'll say it again really here. Fasting does not change God. And fasting doesn't, doesn't even make God hear your prayers any quicker. You can fast for 40 days. Another person does, does not fast for 40 days. You pray the same prayer. God will hear you the exact same time and, and respond the same way. Yes. Fasting is for you, not for God. He is consistent. Fasting benefits your spirit. You understand, right? Yes, benefits your spirit. I'll give you an example. Imagine two people are, are, are supposed to run in a race. All right? One person trains or they, they are used to running. Another person is like a particular brother in this church who just doesn't dog or run in any way. When they run, oh God, their hearts. I didn't mention anyone. <laughs> so if you feel guilty, <laughs> probably almost all the brothers, they don't even run. Almost. I will assume. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So if two people are supposed to run in that way, even if the person who does not train is also fast, they will get tired faster. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah. They will get tired faster. The person who trains, their endurance is higher. Why? There's something training has done to them. That's what fasting does to you as well. You're different from another person doing fast. You both can run, yes. But for you, your endurance levels, there is some, there's a way you've trained your spirit. You position yourself to hear from God. The same way, for example, when you're fasting and then you, end, you, find, you find that you end up hearing God more in those moments. It's not that that's when God is talking. Now that she's fasting, let me speak. No, God has always been talking. You've just positioned yourself now. And so one of the ways to hear God more is when you decide to fast. You take time away from everything else and fast. Are we together? Yes, yeah. So you abstain. You see, the thing is, a lot of people just abstain from food when fasting. But they're all over social media. They're everywhere. You know, Kulima Tower, <laughs> City Market, <laughs> everywhere. East Park. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can tell you what shop is where. Every, busy doing everything. No. Don't just abstain from food. Abstain from every other destructive things. If you can, if you are able to, be in one place and focus on God. If you are able to. All right? If you are able to, be in one place and focus on, focus on God. The Spirit of God will lead you to fast because He wants 
He wants to talk to you. He wants to direct you. God wants to talk to you. Tell your neighbor, God wants to talk to you. Tell them again, say, God wants to talk to you. Yes, he wants to talk to you. And fasting positions you to hear him. It does. You are positioning yourself to hear God. You know what you're doing every time you're fasting? For instance, you're fasting for 10 days. Not to be telling you, I'm saying, Lord, for the next 10 days, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you more than ever. That means you are expected in that moment to be hearing from the Lord. In the next five days as I'm fasting, Lord, I'm praying more. In the next ten days as I'm fasting, I'm, I'm interceding for others more. You follow. You see, a lot of people don't follow. They, they don't follow the leading of the Spirit in fasting. A lot of people don't. Because you think it's your mind. You get the urge to fast. It's just my mind. God didn't say anything. Moalia. You know what I mean, right? And that's the day they even offer you a morning shima. <laughs> or something <laughs> that you like. <laughs> no, but you choose to follow the leading of the Spirit. When He leads you to fast, obey. Be obedient to fasting because you can't follow God extensively without fasting. There is no person who followed God and had an excellent relationship with God and didn't fast. It's not possible. You must fast. Tell your neighbor, you must fast. You must fast. Yes. So there are certain fasts that happen, for example, at church, they'll be declared, we'll be having this many days of fasting. You must participate. Don't become that special one. <laughs> yeah, the only one, ah, pastor can't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, you must decide to say, look, I will, I, I will participate in this because there is something God wants to do and I'm going to be a partaker of everything that God wants to do here. All right? Yeah. And there are certain fasts that God will lead you personally. Alone. Don't become that believer only fast when the church declares a fast. You must have personal fasts. And I encourage people to fast at least once a week. Once fee in six days. In seven days rather. Six days of eating. One day fasting. Once. Sacrifice. Praise God. Yeah, you're training your spirit. Training your spirit. Training your spirit. Every week, you're training your spirit. It's very necessary and very important. And at the overnight, I told, I told people something. I said, if you can't control your appetite for food, you can't control any other appetite. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Every other appetite will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. You drown. You drown. And, 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 until you. you <laughs> I will not say much. <laughs> Learn to fast. All right? Yes. Learn to fast. And the Bible says, that, says, the Bible there says, as they minister to the Lord and fast. So the other thing is that you must minister to God. You must minister to God. Tell anybody, you must minister to God. Yes. In following God, you must minister to Him. That's one of the ways you actually follow Him. You minister to Him. Well, how do you minister to Him? Through worship. All right? Through your words. These guys minister to God and they fasted. They minister to God and they fasted. So, through worship, you spend a lot of time in worship. A lot of time in worship. Spend time worshiping God. Spend time praising God. Spend time ministering to God. There are certain times that you just have to tell yourself, look, I'm, I'm going to dedicate the next two hours or the next one hour, the next 30 minutes, whatever, you, whatever it is you can, just ministering to God. See, it's not every, it's not every time that... <laughs> let me make, maybe this may sound funny, but let me, let me make a statement. Your prayer life 
shouldn't be motivated by Satan. There are people, if God took out Satan today, they have no prayer life. Because all they know how to do is simply to deal with powers. I bind. I bind. I lose. You tell them, let's worship. <laughs> they don't know. No, they don't, they, they, they don't know how to worship. All they know is just how to deal with, you know, deal with certain things. Just deal with them. <laughs> Especially lazy people. <laughs> yes. No, it's very lazy people because sometimes you find some, some, people, some people are lazy and you find they think the reason why something is not happening is because there's just an aunt who is just doing something in the family. Like there's an uncle who is just. <laughs> no, as much as it is true for some, for a number of people it's not. There's no uncle sitting on anyone's blessing. Every person sitting on my, my blessing. There's no one sitting on your blessing, my, my brother. My sister. Just stand up. <laughs> and get your blessing. <laughs> Every person hindering my blessing. There is no one. Just stand. A year of dominion hindering your blessing. Who? <laughs> With what audacity? So there are a number of people who just... Their prayer life is motivated by Satan. They can't pray. They don't know how to minister to God. Be that person. Your prayer life is motivated by the Spirit of God. You are led by the Spirit of God. Whether Satan is there or not, for you, you will pray. You know what I mean? I've been in meetings, for example, where I'm leading prayer. The moment I give warfare prayers, oh God, the, even voices change. You know? <laughs> the, level, the aggression, you know, the, the intensity. <laughs> Tell them to thank God. Oh God, that's there. Because they think they've got nothing to thank God for. <laughs> but when, when you tell them to, 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 to deal with Satan, they imagine all their problems. <laughs> the reason for, for my suffering. <laughs> and they would... <laughs> no, be that one who your prayer life is motivated by God. You follow God because God says you should follow him. Know what I mean? You pray because God says you should pray. So you must minister to God. So you spend time ministering to God. Spend time every week ministering to God. Even if it's just 30 minutes. Even if it's just an hour. Even if it's just 20 minutes. Spend time to minister to God. Put some worship songs there and worship God. Know what I mean? Let your mind focus on God. Just worship him for, for everything he is. Not even for what he's done. There are so many things he's done. But forget about what he's done. Focus on who he is. You know what I mean, right? Yes, yeah. The way, for example, you, can have your, you have a relationship with your parents or your siblings or whatnot. When you tell your sibling or your parents that you love them, many times, it's not because of what they've bought for you. It's because of who they are to you. Yes. Imagine worship like that. All right? Yeah. Imagine worship like that. Where you worship God simply because of who he is to you. And in your life. Not entirely because, oh, for that breakthrough, Lord. Just like, for example, we've heard sermons, and I agree with, with, with them entirely, about how uh, when you praise God, there are breakthroughs that take place, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's actually accurate. However, the people who were praising God in the Bible didn't have a breakthrough in mind. They were simply praising God. That's all. And that's the attitude, that's the mindset you must have. 
Even as you are praising God, even as you are ministering to God, as much as you want a job from God, as much as you want a particular breakthrough from God, just watch him because he is God. Now when I dance, the walls of Jericho, <laughs> I will turn around seven times as I'm dancing. <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Beautiful revelations, really. And like I said, I agree. When you praise, these things happen. I'm not disagreeing with that. But your mindset, your attitude, your approach should simply be praising God. That's your approach. That's the mindset. That's the attitude you should have. Praise God for who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The day you don't experience a breakthrough, will you praise him? Because if you are used praising him because there is something, the day you don't experience it, what happens? I always knew you would let me down. <laughs> Let me check how much time I have. Oh, let's be upstanding. <laughs>